time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. And just like that, it was Thursday. It is Thursday. Welcome into the show in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. I am Matt Beaver is here. The whole gang is with us, and that includes you. Appreciate you tuning in, and uh, you can be a part of it however you're listening. If you're watching on the live stream, hey to y'all. Facebook and YouTubers and all y'all out there on X, throwing up the X. Thanks for watching. You can comment. Just type it in. Hit it. Pops up right here on the screen. Can be a part of the show that way. You can text me on the country please and text line at 885-3776. A 601 number, 885-3776. And those phone lines are open to you as well. And you know what? Since it's our show and we can do what we want to do, before the show I was listening to a little Charlie Pride, and so I'll let you in on that to begin today. Set the mood. How about that? Yeah, come on, Charlie. Rain dripping off the brim of my hat Sure is cold today But it ain't cold today, but it is going to get cooler And we are supposed to have some rain overnight tonight and over the weekend That'll be good A little Charlie Pride for you That's the one lyric Beaverly Dead in bed warmer than it did Sleeping in our king size Here we bed. go, sing along, here we go. Is anybody going to San Antonio or Phoenix, Arizona? Any place is all right as long as I can forget I've ever known her. Man, it does not get any better than that. You can call that other stuff country if you want to, but it's not compared to our man from Sledge, Mississippi, Charlie Pride, one of the greatest to ever pick up a microphone. Now, if that won't light your fire, your wood's wet, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, right out of the shoots here on the live stream, on the Murray West live stream, live thread, that is. And you, need any, you need your logo threaded into and onto anything. Contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. They do business statewide and all over the place. Uh, that's where you need to go. If you need your logo on custom apparel or anything like that for your team, your business, your church, your company, your brand, whatever, uh, make sure you go there. Look them up at murraywest.com. Will comments on YouTube says, Happy Thursday, Matt. It's nice to wake up and remember, oh, yeah, MSU men's basketball won last night. They sure did. Isn't winning great? <laughs> See, our Ole Miss friends, they're winning in football, so they know what it feels like. Uh, us Bulldogs, we're not winning in football, so it's nice to watch somebody win something. And, man, I'll tell you what, it sure was nice to watch that first half last night, wasn't it? And what did you think about the Barstool broadcast of that? What did you all think about that? I'm sure opinions vary greatly and are all over the place. Um, but I will say, look, look now. You had, you know, Tolu Smith – out you you didn't have Shaq Moore you know you didn't have the big sophomore from Birmingham he's still he, healing up so three starters out including two big men and 
they just – I'm talking blew Arizona State out of the gym by halftime there in the first. Oh, they have a 21-point lead, I think, at halftime. And it's all these transfers. I, no joke, am like reading up on the roster about some of these guys as I'm watching them get buckets in the first half. The big guy in the middle who had that nice little soft left-handed baby hook that he buried several times came away with almost a double-double, not quite. But in the shooter, Fort, I'm talking just shooting the eyes out, which is something that we hadn't seen. And even the freshman Hubbard from MRA, he really got them going. Offensively, like the game was just sort of stagnant, you know, and those barstool guys were sort of making a big deal out of first team to ten. First one of 10 points. It's like it took a long time. And, you know, they find, and when Hubbard hit that three, it's like, okay, then the lid came off and everybody else started shooting the ball well, too. Or not everybody, really just really just one guy. Okay, you had the big guy. I can't even remember his name. I said, I don't even know their names yet. You had Bell, Jimmy Bell, the transfer from West Virginia, inside. And he was really good. He had 13 points and nine rebounds. Like I say, he was really close to a double-double in his debut for State. Um, and then on the outside, Fort, who had somewhere in the neighborhood of like, what, 14 points in the first half. He came away with 21 on the night. It was five out of ten from three. So that, that's going to mean that he shot a much better percentage from three in the first half than he did in the second half. Uh, but still, we'll look at those stats. You know, that's the deal. You you don't have some players right now. And and during this non-conference portion of it, and look, and a lot of people are saying, okay, well, Arizona State, they were a tournament team, and they were. But they, according to them, like, it's all new players. They transferred everybody in there after last year, so it's kind of a start over for them, too. You don't know if they're any good or not. But during this non-conference portion, especially if you can get uh, Tolu Smith back, you just manage it as best you can. You don't care how you win them. If, if just one or two shooters can get hot one night and you manage to scratch out a win because you play good defense, hey, uh, take it until you can get Smith back and get into conference play and then see if you can make something happen. But I'm just telling you, I mean, you, you go out here and you start building some confidence shooting three-point shots. You know, on the game they were 38%. Um, in the second half – Went five for ten though from three, as a team fifty percent. If I'm reading that right, so you know compared to the way the team has shot the basketball recently and the way they shot it last year from three, you take thirty eight and a half percent all day, wouldn't you? <laughs> Especially have a half where you go five out of ten. That's like a that was like you know five out of ten would be their best ball game last year. Period, shooting threes and and you go do that in the first one, it give you some hope that they're more well-rounded, but, you know, they rebounded well. Anyway, we can get into some of that, too. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Will. That was fun to watch. I got to be honest with you, okay? And, look, I, I get – I'm not a big consumer of the, the, you know, the Barstool Sports content. I'm really not. I'm certainly aware of it. Brandon Walker is a friend of mine. Really proud for him. But, uh, you know, I'm not a big consumer of their content. Saw the game last year. And as you turn it on last night, you're watching that, and, and it's such a different deal. It's like you really just listen in to not a broadcast, but three guys just sitting around watching the game. I actually enjoyed it. It's so different. I actually kind of enjoyed it. I, I did. It, it was – I think here's, here's the credit I would give the most. Yes, you know, you have other broadcasts where they get silly and it's a big turnoff. Whereas this, at times, it's like silly, and you go, well, why wouldn't that also be a turnoff, too? 
The deal is, though, it's just sort of organic and genuine with these guys. They really are just goofing off. Like, it's not planned. Nothing is contrived. <laughs> a lot of the goof-off stuff you get on, like, ESPN, it is really sort of planned and contrived, and it's not genuine. It's really silly. These guys are just goofballs having a good time. I actually kind of enjoyed that um, to a degree. And, you know, you wouldn't want it for every game, but every now and then. Uh, it probably helps, too, when your team's winning. You enjoy it more when, you, when, you, when your team's winning, right? So, uh, yeah, get your comments in there. All right, here we go. Text line, country-pleasing text line. Let's see what we have. You can text the show at 885-3776. Steven says, I watched the game last night, talking about basketball. It says, when we get our three starters back, we're going to be tough to deal with. Got us a heck of a basketball coach. It won't be long until the Blue Bloods try to steal him away. I saw a stat where he had won, like, he'd won 75% of his Division I games. Really? I didn't research what Coach Jan's career record is, but. Yeah, look, it ha- it just had all the right look and feel. I mean, everything passed a smell test, right? Last year. Got him in the tournament. All those things they did, in spite of the fact that for most of the year last year, they could not shoot free throws. And, you know, they couldn't make a free throw. <laughs> and you almost thought, okay, here we go again, because at the beginning of the game last night, they fouled DJ Jeffrey shooting a three-point shot. He's got three shots, and he just bricks the first two free throws. <laughs> You're like, how can we be this bad shooting free throws? Let's see. As a team, though, finished the game 17 of 22, which um, means they weren't bad from, from the free throw line. It's just it started out bad for DJ. But last year, couldn't make free throws. And, you know, a couple of games were, were totally like in that Alabama game last year where they intentionally are just fouling him and fouling him and fouling him to get him to the free throw line because he couldn't, he couldn't make them. And then they couldn't shoot threes but still go out and win a bunch of games and be a tournament team and all that. You know, and, and look, it's just one game. That's all it is. But, you know, if they, they play defense that way, they're still going to be like last year. They're going to win a bunch of games, even on days when they don't have a great offensive outing. But you go out and add some shooters, which apparently they have. Trey Fort goes five out of ten from three. You know, and I know they added the kid uh, Andrew Taylor, and he didn't scratch. He went zero for four shooting the basketball, and and all. But yeah, you, so but again, like if it's game for game, and one of those guys gets hot, it's still going to be more than you had. You get. You know, Shaq back, and it's going to be uh, – they're going to be fun to follow. And there is no question that Chris Jans is a very good coach, and he absolutely has buy-in from everybody, and they are really doing a good job. <laughs> Jason in Flagstaff, I don't know what this is about, but he texts the show – and says, I miss Chris Brooks. Why? And then a question mark. What is he talking about? <laughs> Fill me in, Jason, on what you're talking about there. And then uh, Denzel texts the show and says, Matt, this men's basketball team is going to be a force this year. Hashtag feels like 96. You know, Denzel, did the 90, I don't remember the 96 team having to deal with any major injuries, though. Like, if you were to make a comparison the 96 team to this team, you'd probably compare Tolu Smith to Eric Dampier. And, I mean, it's a heck of a comparison, I know, because Dampier goes and plays for a bunch of years for the Mavs in the NBA and stuff. 
But you get what I'm saying. You know, that's the 6'10", centerpiece, big, tall guy in the middle playing the five. Well, like guys like Dan Pierre and others and Daryl Wilson and others on that team in 96, they didn't have injuries they had to deal with. And so that's that's one thing that, you know, if we make that comparison, let's see how the season plays out, sure. But this one's already begun to, to start out dealing with the injury stuff. Uh, J-Rock texts the show, and he said, I turned down the Barstool guys just listen to Neil and Coach. They do such a great job. They really do. And I do the same thing. Um, you know, when I listen to Neil and Coach Williams call a basketball game, like I've said before, it's like going to school. I feel like I learn something every time. Ken said the foul language was uncalled for during the game last night. And it is. It is, and it always is uncalled for. It's just, It's just uncalled for. And, you know, unfortunately, the Barstool thing, they've sort of made a name for themselves doing that. And, you know, and they've made a lot of money doing it. And so they're not going to change that. But I agree with you. It's uncalled for. Steven texts the show and said that he kind of enjoyed the broadcast. He says his kid would look at him every time they would say a word like that. (laughs) He said it definitely wasn't something that he hasn't heard before, but it was different. Yeah, especially coming through your TV on a ball game. You just, you don't, you don't hear it. And that was the same way, you know, after a little bit, I'm like, okay, click. And then I just pot up the um, stream of the broadcast from Neil and Coach Williams on my phone. And and they were up big at halftime, and I went to sleep. I didn't watch the second half. That's just the honest truth. (laughs) I had a long day yesterday. All right, over to the phone line, the Divini Equipment phone line, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. My man, Jason, out in Flagstaff. Arizona, Texas, I mean, on the uh, phone line. What's up, Jason? Thanks for calling. Um, Nothing much. I just thought I'd explain that. Yeah. I texted you and Beaver or tweeted y'all this morning, and y'all may have missed it. But okay. I tuned in, I guess, trying to catch the end, the end of Bo's show, and I was just a little bit too late, Um, you know, because of the time change. For whatever reason, I thought I'd catch it. Um, And whoever was playing – Reminded me of it, it made me think of it like a like a joke alternate universe or something where Boomhauer from King of the Hill was educated <laughs> and it, you know it, it, he still talked a million miles an hour and didn't say anything but you could understand the words but you could understand and it right? I couldn't get that out of, out of my head the more he talked the more I laughed <laughs> so you're talking about. Um, that is what, you're talking about Chuck Oliver, the Chuck Oliver show, I guess. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded yeah. like, sound like an intelligent Boomhauer. <laughs> yeah, like if Boomhauer had like a master's degree or something, he still, <laughs> still wasn't saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You know, uh, yeah. we're going to go out here and deal with Coach Jimbo Fisher uh, this weekend at A&M, who we also uh, recently compared to, to Boomhauer. And and that one really is close when Coach Fisher gets to going. Yeah. And, and I, you know, intelligent yeah. or not, he really does sound like him for sure. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll hang up, listen. But All that's right. why I said I, I, I miss Chris Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. I got it now. Now it all comes together and it all makes sense. Uh, why he misses Chris? He says he sound like Boomhauer. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom, me, you got then on there, man, you go click, 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 it's real easy. <laughs> I can't get enough of that. 
Uh, Carlos texts the show. He said maybe the basketball team will ease some of the pain and misery from the football team this year. <laughs> hey, if somebody... Let's check in with Beaver real quick, shall we? Hey, Beav, how you doing? I'm all right, Matt Wyatt. I just, you know how every now and then you, you have this creative mind, sort of right brain. You're always thinking up ideas. I do the same thing, and I just had one. Kind of like your Bigfoot idea the other day. A spoof on Field of Dreams. Because you remember one of the things that the voice that came out of nowhere was whispering in the head of Ray in Field of Dreams. Is he, it, before he said, build it and he will come, the voice went, ease his pain. No, 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 that was after. That was after. It was later in the show when it whispered, ease his pain. Remember that? Ease his pain. Familiar with that movie at all? Mm-hmm. So the spoof would be, there's a Mississippi State football fan who's really down and out, distraught. And then we cut to Chris Jans, who hears a voice out of nowhere going, ease his pain. And it's Chris Jans and the basketball team who's got to ease the football fan's pain. It's not a bad idea for a spoof, really. It's just it's a little bit self-deprecating, like if it came from Mississippi State, because it's almost making fun of your own football program, right? So I guess somebody outside would have to do it. You big fan of Field of Dreams, Beaver? Yeah, I you can't you can't not like that movie. I and I'm not even a big baseball guy, but yeah. every time it's on TV, which I've never I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere else except AMC. Yeah. AMC will show it a pretty good bit, but every time it's it's one of those movies there is do you have those movies where anytime it's on TV, you're turning it there? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've seen it a thousand and six times, right. but you're going to watch it at any point that it's on. Yes, I do. You know, and a couple of them are Christmas movies. Like, if Elf is on, I always turn it on there. If Christmas Vacation is on, I'll turn it on. It doesn't matter what time of year. Uh, that, Good, the Bad, the Ugly... You know, the Spaghetti Westerns with Clint Eastwood, that'll always get me in there. Uh, yeah, Field of Dreams, The Natural. There's probably some others. Not a lot of, not a lot of like, recent ones. You know, but yeah, I've got those. Rudy? Hmm, yeah, it used to be that way for me, Rudy. PT for MSU said, Rudy, Christmas Vacation, Field of Dreams, and then any Farley movie. You know what? That's an interesting point. Beaver, is it me, or do we not see very many Chris Farley movies like in syndication out here showing the way these other movies do that we mentioned? We don't. Uh, I mean, occasionally, you know, you'll catch Tommy Boy. Yeah. But not a ton and usually when they show it, it's a double. They'll they'll show Black Sheep after Tommy Boy. But yeah, that's a good point. It's not on a ton, at least that I can remember. Uh huh. Hey, so somebody just I meant to mention this earlier in the week, Beaver, and it just slipped my mind. It was one of those like some famous person was having a birthday on that particular day, and um, 
I meant to mention on the show, and it slipped my mind because it was sports-related. Okay, but Gator Matt texted the show and said the original Bad News Bears is the greatest baseball movie ever made. And so for him, and then it, and it reminded me, this thing popped up uh, the other day. It was a birthday for a celebrity, okay? And I thought, I'm going to mention this on the show because it was her birthday, it, but, but the big point is that it would really make all of us feel very, very old. Okay, listen. Beaver, you remember the original Bad News Bears? Nah, no. Okay, Walter Matthau was the coach, and like one of the major storylines was his the, the little girl who I think was his stepdaughter that he had, as a young kid, he had taught her how to pitch, and so he went and convinced her to come pitch for the team, and she was their star pitcher. Okay, on the Bad News Bears. Well, that role was as a kid was played by Tatum O'Neill. Okay, so anyway, point being, anybody out there that knows Bad News Bears, the little kid, the little girl who was the the star pitcher as a girl on their team, that's the actress Tatum O'Neill. Well, this week she celebrated her 60th birthday. The kid, one of the stars of Bad News Bears, turned 60 this week. And just seeing it, and like it makes sense, I get it, math, years, add them up, I get it, but just seeing that <laughs> made me think, good grief, where is time going? The kid pitcher from Bad News Bears is 60 years old this week. That ought to make us feel old. Alright, I've got your text, you've got your comments, all that coming up. Right here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studios, we get started on this Thursday. I'm Matt, stick around. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, back with you. I'm Matt. Thanks for being here today on this Thursday in the Bureau. Let's see what we got here on the Murray West live thread. If you were on the live stream on YouTube and Facebook, y'all just saw the commercial. Murray West, anything you need embroidered, big order, small orders, uh, contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. Family-owned, has-been, has grown over the years. They do a fantastic job. The kind of people that you're going to want to do business with, trust me on that, and go there. If you need contact, you know, get in touch, quotes online, everything at murraywest.com, M-U-R-R-Y, west.com. The Murray West Live thread Danny says, Hail State from Ringgold, Georgia. What's up, Danny? Thanks for tuning in. David says, Happy Friday Eve. And what's up, Matt and B? I don't think he meant to rhyme, but he did. And Debbie's in here, gave us a Hail State. Uh, Bobo said, Howdy. Regarding the Barstool broadcast, Jimmy said, My only complaint is the Barstool broadcast is not at all kid-friendly. Yeah, that's true. I think, you know, any of us with kids around the TV kind of, you know, keep that in mind, you know, cover their ears, earmuffs. Um, or do like most of us did and eventually just flip it over to the radio, right? <laughs> uh, Don says, not a fan of Barstool, but glad I got to watch the game. And he said that the broadcast did seem to get better once State took the lead. 
And regarding movies that you always have to turn on if it's on or like watch some of it. One I hadn't thought of in a long time, but David said Major Pain. I remember that. The the one scene in Major Pain that I remember can remember and recall. And a kid told him that his stomach was hurting. He said, Let me see your finger. I, I'll give you something to take your mind off that stomach. <laughs> He's gonna break his finger. Old military guy. Uh Brown Yeti says we have to talk about the SEC baseball permanent opponent state got what I think everyone wanted and expected. Yeah, uh, what was it? LSU and Ole Miss? So they're going to start that somewhere out in the future, 24-25. I think it starts in 25 or down the road, maybe not next year. But every SEC team, baseball team, will have two permanent opponents that you play them every year. And for State, it's going to be LSU and Ole Miss. And for Ole Miss, it was State and who was the other one? It wasn't LSU. A&M. Wasn't it A&M? Yeah, I think Ole Miss got State and A&M as the two permanents. Hey, I'm with you on that. David said if it's a movie on, you have to stop and watch it. His is The Sandlot. Yeah. I'm with you on that, too. Oh, Arkansas. Okay, Brad. It wasn't AM. Okay, so it's Arkansas. All right. Yeah, it was LSU. LSU's permanence in baseball are going to be state and AM. Ole Misses are going to be state and Arkansas. And state's permanence are LSU and Ole Miss. Okay. Let's see. Techstar texts the show and says, then, then why is MSU's offense so anemic? Um, players, coaches, offensive coordinator scheme, D.C. scheme, or combination of these, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you, Techstar. It's a big, broad question. We've been through it a bunch. Um, we, you know, have, have kind of covered it from just about every angle. And, you know, you still have games left to play. And the one thing that, you know, to me is certainly evident is they were a better offense with Will Rogers out there than than not. You know, once they once Will got to where he couldn't play, the offense really kind of went backwards, and it's just really stagnant. They can't score. You know, they just can't execute enough to to go up and down the field. And then, um, so when you when you look at other things, yeah, the transition from last year to this, it hasn't really it didn't really take. Uh, it was not a um, I don't know. It, it was not a slow transition to something new while kind of making use of what retention the guys would have coming out of the previous offense. No, it was just blow the whole pass thing up, move on to something else that's totally different, and it really has – it just has really set them back in their ability to go out and, and do anything consistently competitively. That's just one of the different hundred different ways that we've talked about it and described it uh, here on this show. Um, and look, I I probably with everything else that was going on on like Monday coming out of the weekend, we did the reaction Monday show. Of course, we almost had, kind of had the same show again on Tuesday, still reacting to stuff because it really did start to get, you know, start feeling like it's getting critical critical for the program and the staff. Well, I, we didn't really talk about it a ton. But it was nice to see Chris Parson, the freshman, go out there and sort of be himself. And I tell you, for a true freshman who's playing in his first game, he looked 
comfortable to me in the pocket. Like he did the right things in the pocket as far as hanging in there and not running out of there too early and freaking out. And he moves around right, you know, and he would change his arm slot a couple of times based on pressure and all those kinds of things. I, um, I like seeing him. And, you know, it looked to me like he could be someone who might give you a better chance to, to maybe score some points. And it's tough, you know, to kind of put that responsibility on the shoulders of a true freshman. It's just that he looked comfortable standing in the pocket, reading it down the field, and throwing the ball some. Now, you know, you get him some pressure, it'll probably change on him a little bit. But, you know, unless you have a guy who is almost transformative from a running standpoint, then you've got to have the threat of throwing a ball to all parts of the field, and a defense has got to have to defend that. Unless you have, like, a real deal, sure enough, you know, a, a Jaden Daniels type of runner at quarterback. If you don't have that, then you got to have somebody who can threaten them by throwing a football to spread that defense out, keep them honest, and keep them off the line of scrimmage some, and take advantage of when they don't get off the line of scrimmage. Sounds simple, doesn't it? If it were only that simple. All right, we got calls. Let's go over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone on line one. Brando, thanks for calling. What's up? Matt, does Beaver tell you that you have a call and you yeah. just keep just talking? Uh, or I'm yes. trying to figure out the logistics. Yes, he tells me. He te- Every okay. time, the minute you, I mean, the second that he says, all right, hang on, and he puts you on hold, the first thing he does is he lets me know. And I see okay. it. A lot of times, it's very seldom that I don't see it. Most times I do see it. And then I'm like, I think I'm going to finish a sentence. Well, then one sentence turns into eight sentences, and the next thing you know, it's been five minutes. So it ain't his fault. It's my fault. Yeah. Well, I love, I love you anyway. <laughs> hey, I know you've never thought about this, but please, when I hang up, play the little jingle that you play when you're introducing B, like, or talking to him for the first time, because I see him with, like, little L shoes on with bells <laughs> on the ends of them. <laughs> That's what you picture? Please play that one. I, you've never... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I mean, skipping up and down the, the cobblestone street. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> With I bells love on y'all. This Have a good day. You too. <laughs> Beeb, you care to comment? Apparently not. <laughs> he doesn't care to come. <laughs> That's funny. That old Brando, he's something else. Over to line two. Hundred grand hanging on the line. What's up, hundred grand? Thanks for being patient. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey. Uh, I know. I know. Hey, hey, hey. I know you normally, Jake normally, uh, the y'all normally. Pipe us up and hype us up and get us through our day today <laughs> or that day. Uh-huh. But I just wanted to let you know, man, I really don't have too much to talk to you about today, man. I just want to let you know, man, uh, I appreciate what y'all do for us, man. And just sound like you're a little down today, <laughs> but I know I can, I, can, I can feel you because, you know, Mississippi State ain't doing nothing. And 
you know, it's mm. kind of that transition. And, hey, I, I do have a question. You can answer this when I'm getting done. Okay. But did you ever find out about that Thanksgiving thing? Are they going to move the game okay. next year? I'm glad. All of that? You are right on time for asking that, okay, because uh, Don, who mentioned that yesterday, he just texted me back a minute ago, and he said, he apologized. He said, because what he went back and read is um, they said that it's not going to change until the 2026 season because that's when the new TV contracts are worked out. So it's not like next year with conference expansion. It would on, They would only move that, possibly move the whole schedule up a week in 26 if that's what they negotiate once the new thing kicks in. Does that make sense? It, it, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. man. I just, you know, you do a lot for us, man, and I would love for you to get to spend some time with uh, HQ and your I daughter, man. That. Look, HQ. So, man, I, I feel you on that. But because you do, you like I said, you do a lot for us, man. When our I days ain't going good, I turn you on and you play me a little boom to hype me up and get me through the day. So, man, I, I would. Nothing but wish the best for you to get your day going and get you going, man. Well, I really and, and appreciate this will be that. My, and, and this will be my last thing, man, because I know I'm going to probably start something after this. But, okay. man, these PSAs, man, when you doing your makeup and you in the fast lane and I come <laughs> around you and I kind of tell you a little something yeah. and you want to get mad at me like I don't know what I'm talking about, man. Right. Pull your license. Get out the road, man. Get get moved. Don't aside. drive I mean, really. and do makeup at the same time. You're exactly right, hundred grand. <laughs> Y'all stick around. And, and, and crave your sports. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Oh, right, here we go. Back with you, I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. Uh, I was driving home on the trace last night, headed back to Tupelo, Mississippi, up in North Mississippi, driving along the trace. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Anybody who was out there on the road yesterday afternoon, like if you were going up and down I-55 or something, you saw the prettiest sunset you've seen in a long time. But something happened to me on the trace on the way home after it got dark. Won't have to kill no chickens or open any cans. Well, just a little bit closer and I'll have them in my hands. <laughs> I think the time has come now to go from dim to bright. There's five pounds of possum in my headlights. Yeah, my bless his heart, I ran over a possum last five night. Five pounds of possum in my headlights tonight. Ow. If I can run them over, everything will be all right. That gum, I, I tried to avoid him. I was not swerving to hit him. I was swerving to miss, and he ran right in front of me. I got him. I did not turn around and go back and get any possum gravy. Now, I will admit there was a time when Beaver sort of forebode me from playing that song on the radio. But since it is a true story, 
within the last 24 hours, I thought I'd hit the button. Now, I would like to hit another button, if you don't mind. Hey, Beaver. Hey, Matt White. What do you remember about the Office episode called Branch Closing? That was the one where they thought they were closing, so Michael and Dwight drove to mm-hmm. David Wallace's house. That's right. And they thought they saved the branch. Turns out they didn't do a darn thing. I mean, they just they took credit for saving the branch, but it was all you know circumstances out of their control. Branch closing, yeah. Well... All right, Beaver. So that episode of The Office, the branch closing, where Jan walks in and tells Michael, they voted last night to close the branch, Scranton branch. He said, who did? He said, the board. He said, on whom's authority? They, she said, on the board's authority. <laughs> and then, you know, Beaver, you had the whole scene where she goes, you know, some people that are going to be moved to a new branch and other people are going to be given severance packages. He goes, which one am I? Am I, you know, Small group person or my selfish package person? She goes, well, we haven't made all final decisions, and, but you're a severance package person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he began to cry. You remember that? Yeah. Well, that episode aired on this day, November the 9th, 2006. That was season three of The Office, episode seven. Season three, episode seven. This day, 2000. And six. So how many are we into it now? 17 years ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you my favorite part of that episode. <laughs> okay. And it is the smallest little part. I wouldn't even say it's a line. Okay. When they're at David Wallace's house waiting for him, and Dwight tells Michael he wants to prepare him you know, like they're going to ambush David Wallace with questions. And Michael acts it out. And Dwight's like, no, no, no. you got to do this. Here, <laughs> ask it again. And then Michael comes up to him. And Dwight, my, the, my favorite part, and he, he just goes, ah. Like he acts <laughs> like he's shocked. Like he's playing the role of David Wallace as if David Wallace is going to, ah. Ah. <laughs> the surprise there. Yeah. That is, yeah, I've forgotten that they went through the whole, they're going to rehearse how that conversation was going to go with David Wallace. And Dwight played the part of of David Wallace. Well, I got you the audio here, Beaver, of when Michael was supposed to, as the boss, not tell anyone. But, you know, he couldn't help it, right? Like, and then the next thing you know, he kind of let the cat out of the bag and they forced him to tell it. What did Jan want? Nothing. Just checking in. I can't tell you. So. <laughs> what can't you tell me? Nothing. Pam. What difference does it make? We'll be gone a few weeks anyway. What? What? You just said that we're going to be Throw gone. Any messages. Michael, what's going on? I don't what did Jan say to you? No. What she mean to you? No. She... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. All I can do right now is put on a brave face and go out there and be their leader. It's over. <laughs> we are screwed. Yeah. Dunder Mifflin Scranton is being shut down. Michael, uh, we shouldn't be talking about this until all the decisions have been made. 
You knew about this all along, didn't you? Jan told me just a few minutes before she told you. Traitor. <laughs> you are a traitor. What about us, Michael? Do we still have jobs? I don't know. Probably not. This is the worst! <laughs> oh, what a scene. Okay, Beaver, I couldn't help it. I decided to do a little experiment here. Beaver, how do you feel about shows with a laugh track versus shows without a laugh track? How do you feel about that whole thing? Okay. You know, I've never really pondered this because Seinfeld is my favorite of all time, and it had a laugh track. Mm -hmm. Let's see. But others in my top five, it's always sunny. No laugh track. Okay. No laugh track. The Office, no laugh track. So, Community, no laugh track. I can go either way. I think I think I prefer no laugh track, though. Now, okay. Okay. But I really have to think about it. Based on the evidence of your favorite shows. We even use a laugh track here. I do on the show some, you know, depending on our own version of it. Well, Beaver, here's what I did. I took that same scene where Michael discovers that Toby knew they were being shut down before he did, and it really makes him mad. And I decided to add a laugh track just to see what the office would sound like with a laugh track. Now, before I play this, it, this isn't going to like make you mad because it's going to ruin it for you permanently, is it? You're okay oh, with probably, but you know, <laughs> like you won't Let's be able to. See. You won't ever be able to unhear it. Okay, here's just one little scene from The Office with a laugh track. See if you like it better or not. You just said that we're going to be Throw gone. messages, Michael. What's going on? What did Jan say to you? No. What she mean to you? No. Okay, okay. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. All I can do right now is put on a brave face and go out there and be their leader. It's over. We are screwed. Dunder Mifflin Scranton is being shut down. Michael, uh, we shouldn't be talking about this until all the decisions have been made. You knew about this all along, didn't you? Jan told me just a few minutes before she told you. Traitor. I mean... <laughs> okay, B. <laughs> What'd you think about that? <laughs> all right, well, the office has fallen down from my number three favorite show of all time now to like number 17 hearing that. <laughs> I, that's why I'm laughing is because as I played it back, it is so bad. It's so stupid. <laughs> and I can't even see you right now, Beaver, but I can see you in my head. Uh, kind of shaking your head as you heard that. <laughs> Uh, now, and so, I don't know, man. I, I grew up loving a lot of shows that use a laugh track. I mean, you know, I, I watched every episode of the Cosby show that ever came on. Um, Coach. You know, what would Coach be without the laugh track? <laughs> Seinfeld, you know, so, I mean, I can handle it, but it is so much different. Now, Will agrees on, he's on the YouTube Murray West Live feed and he says uh comedies without laugh tracks are funnier and um i would even if, if let's just say if this were <laughs> where we would flesh this kind of thing out which it's not because when we come back to start hour two we're going to hear what the coaches said this week in the press conferences going to preview games all that stuff so we're not going to go much longer but you could discuss the idea that will and beaver writers directors producers on shows that know 
we don't have a laugh track. They're going to actually approach the writing and the delivery of jokes and punchlines differently than those who know we're going to use a laugh track. And then, of course, you know, actors are different. It's not necessarily in front of a live studio audience, but, but they're going to be different, too. There's no pauses because you don't have to pause for the laugh track. Something to think about. Maybe it's a little bit of a crutch. I, I like this one every now and then when it's appropriate. We'll use it here on this show. Um, okay, and if you're just tuning in, we did start the show by mentioning a little basketball. Somebody brought that up first because it was good to see State play last night and win. And uh, they did. They did actually, you know, without three starters, without Tolu Smith, without Shaquille Moore. They looked pretty good. And this transfer, Trey Fort, he caught fire shooting threes in the first half. You know, but I will tell you, even like more imp impressively, Cam Matthews went four for four at the free throw line. Uh, Deshaun Davis goes five of six at the free throw line. Trey Fort, four of five. Jimmy Bell, three of four at the free throw line. He finished with 13 points and nine rebounds in his first game for state after transferring in there. So, you know, you had a couple of guys, particularly Fort and Bell, transferred in there that looked to be immediate improvements in your basketball team just because they're there. And just like Joe Moorhead used to say, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away. And when it giveth, if you're rooting for them, you're glad about it. All right. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming up. Stick around.